want to welcome you all into episode 26 of Trojan Talk. We have Jeff Cushberry back from Paris and Cole here. How are you guys doing this morning? That's great. Jet lagged. Jet lagged, yeah. <laughs> I was up at 4 a.m. today. <laughs> we'll start by talking about some TA sports. The boys and girls across teams, as well as the baseball teams, finish off their season. Boys across ends 11 and 1. Girls across finish 8 and 4, which surprisingly was on a seven game win streak. A uh, big game we did uh, a win over, I believe it was Falmouth, was it? That was a big one. And then baseball finished 15 and 1. So three good finishes for the teams. Um, look at the playoffs. I think uh, the boys are in second in the South, and then the girls are in fourth for lacrosse, and the baseball, I think, is. I think they're the number one seed. I'm not. I'm, there, not, I'm yeah. not sure, but uh, they should have some some good playoff games. Uh, so my, my question for you guys is: if you had to pick one team to win a state championship, who do you think has the best chance this year? I'm going to say baseball. Um, certainly, if you look at softball and girls lacrosse, they definitely have a tougher run. Um, and I'll, I'll, look, I'll throw in boys tennis as well. Um, boys tennis. You know, the top player's gone now, yep. uh, international student back, and they're going to be losing another one of their top players, and Cole can talk about more about it, <laughs> uh, before the States at least, before the regional final. Um, so I think, you know, boys across certainly has a chance for sure, those yep. two teams. Uh, <laughs> but baseball, you look at it, they've just been so dominant with their pitching, and they have such a good one-two combination that uh, we said before, and, and I talked to Cody Bowker recently uh, we, when we did the signing ceremony, he mentioned that, uh, you know, it's, it's just been kind of a fact that this team has had many good years Maybe not even as good as this, but pretty good years and kind of choked or yep. not choked, but underachieved, I guess we say in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one seems just a little bit different. They, they're just so dominant. They're winning almost every game by mercy rule. Um, it's been a year of pitching, uh, as we've talked about. You know, there have been so many no hitters. Mm-hmm. We had a perfect game, a six inning perfect game, and then there's just another one by Kenny Bunk like two days ago. It's, and there was a story in the paper about it, like 12 or 13 no hitters this year in, 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 in Maine, which is kind of crazy. Yep. So pitching's been the dominant force when you have the two <laughs> of the best pitchers. Um, you're all you're you're pretty good. I just don't see, but barring a really bad day pitching wise, I don't see many teams that are going to stand in their way. Whereas with obviously with with boys across, you have Cape. You know that could yep. and any day it could beat TA probably by five or ten goals. Like not likely, but possible. Just like TA could beat them by five or ten goals. So um, the other two teams, you know, girls across is finishing crazy strong. Yep. Um, no, Falmouth was, was without a couple of their best better players for that game, uh, and I know someone got hurt as well during it. Uh, but finishing four or five, I mean, that's kind of going to be an interesting. Interesting thing for them. So it's one of those things where, you know, if they finish four, they get a bye in the first round and they host a second round game. If they finish five, they host a prelim game. Um, but if you finish four or five, you play the one seed after that. It does, so yeah. it's so one they, of those things like, would you almost rather be six? You still host a prelim game and then instead of, you know, instead of playing, mm-hmm. uh, you just end up playing like the, what, the three seed, I guess. So yeah. interesting how that all works out. I'm sure you're going to try to win every game, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, good, good, good for them recovery considering how, how poor their season was going. But yeah, I would say. Baseball, number one. Boys across, number two. Boys tennis, number three. And after that, all the other teams still have a shot. Yep. Well, we've been saying this whole time that it's baseball, number one, and it's going to come down to pitching. If they can't pitch Cody Bowker in a big game, they might be done for. That's just the fact. Sometimes they struggle when he's not on the mound. And um, they have a good number two, Josh Kopetsky. I think Brady Graffin pitches as well. So they have some guys that can step up. But if they get into trouble and working the pitch count is just huge in baseball, if they have to go deep into their rotation, it could be trouble. That's why we see a lot of upsets in baseball over the years, especially with TA. And with girls lacrosse, first off, they didn't come into the season expecting to be like a 10-win team, top seed, but they played very well. Eight and four is really good. And especially the way that they finished off the season, uh, they're just – they, they have, like, a funnel offense. It's Grace Verano and Morgan Bulldog, and nobody else really does a whole lot of scoring, but it's been working for them all season. We've seen 
those two put up some big numbers this year. And if they can keep it rolling in the playoffs, I think they can beat a lot of teams and upset teams. would have been interesting to see what would have happened in the Falmouth game if their best player had played. But I still have faith in this team moving a couple rounds into the playoffs. And then boys lacrosse, uh, this is a team that's been through a lot this season, a lot of big overtime games. And um, I think they're well-equipped to make a state championship run. I think they're the biggest I don't know if you call them dark horse. They're a contender, but I could legitimately see them beating anybody in the state with how well they've played, especially down the down the stretch when the pressure's on. Yeah. So it does look like I was just looking at the heels. It looks like Thornton Academy uh, is going to finish uh, and Girls across will finish fourth. Okay. Um. So and they almost finished third actually. They who's were pretty close? Who's one, two, and three? So you have Kenny Buck one, twelve and zero. Massabesic two, eleven and one. Then you have Marshwood and TA both eight and four. Um. So yeah, Thornton Academy will play. I don't exactly know the matchup. Probably like the seven. Um, the seven eight game maybe. Um, no, no. The next round they'll just play. Well, I'll have to figure it out. I don't know because no, because the prelims it'll be they'll play the five seed. They'll play they'll play Cape if Cape beats. Uh, they'll be playing Bonnie Eagle. Yeah. So it'll probably be TA Cape next week. Uh, first round. That's a that's a hard one two three because those are three of their four losses in the season. Was to Kenny Buck. Uh, yeah. Mass B second. Certainly they'll be favored to beat Cape or whoever else. But then mm-hmm. after that, it's definitely going to be a tough road because they'll they'll have the one home game. But Boys Across will have I think three. Um, because I think the regional final is a, a neutral site. Yeah. Um, so, and we'll talk about our TATV schedule because there's a lot of games coming up. Potentially. Yeah, I, I'm not. I put this in there. I'm not sure. I don't really know what the schedule would be like. Do you know when those games start? So yes, I do have a calendar. Actually, I was trying to figure out the end of the year because we have a lot of obviously um, other live stream schedules. Yeah. So basically, we have girls across. Um, again, this is all according to the NPA website. Um, that that'll be on Monday the sixth. Will be there. That would that actually is not going to be a game because that would be the prelim game. So they get a buy on that they get one. Get a buy, all right. Um, and so that will be on. Um, I think it's on Thursday. So Thursday is going to be boys across definitely because uh-huh. they're going to be hosting. I think Wednesday actually the eighth will be when girls across is. Okay. Um, and then Saturday the eleventh. Mark your calendars, all your sports fans, because all I think all of our teams are going to be playing because that's a huge playoff day. And as long as they all win their first round, yep. baseball, softball. I think softball will have a matchup somewhere next week. So next week's really the big week. Yep. Um, pretty much every day there's maybe one team playing, including tennis is thrown in there as well. So um, the states are all on the 18th for the for the major, uh, the bigger sports like baseball and, and lacrosse. So, mm-hmm. uh, But definitely, you know, uh, like boys tennis is going to play the, on the 7th next week, I think, in the regional final if they mm-hmm. continue. They play today. Yep. Uh, girls tennis plays at 4. Boys tennis at 2 o'clock. So they get to play before school ends, and uh, yeah, that's, that's going to cool. be should be a pretty easy win for them. Yeah. Uh, despite their losing their their best their number one singles player, uh, girls across is playing Wyndham, and I talked to some of the girls last night. And uh, Wyndham's tough team. I think Wyndham beat TA the last time they played. Mm-hmm. It's a four five matchup, um, and uh, so it's going to be a tough one uh, here. So if you're around the campus at four o'clock today, come over and take a look. And uh, maybe Cole can enlighten us a little bit on the boys across. I'm uh, sorry, boys tennis situation. Happens every year, Cole. Like it's one of those feast or famine things. You know, we have a lot of international students who participate in in boys and girls tennis specifically. Um, and when you get to this time of year, this, those kids start leaving, especially now with COVID. Some of these players or students are coming from countries with massive covid um wait times and quarantines mm-hmm. and you know in china i know it's like like 25 to 30 days that yeah. you have to before you can actually go home so at some point they have to leave early and it's really unfortunate um great to have those players and obviously this year yeah. they really benefited from it but what what have you guys talked about i mean obviously you knew this was coming for a few weeks you've lost terry ma the first guy and eduardo's going to be gone probably before the regional final but what is what's been the talk around the team about replacing those guys well we just have to be glad that we went undefeated in the regular season and got an sma championship i think that's important to recognize and i mean we knew this was coming and we're gonna have to step up um like our coaches have been saying all year 
it, it'll definitely be tough because we're losing some very good players. But you got to understand, I mean, they have to quarantine for a long time back in their home country, so you can't blame them at all. Yeah. But um, we'll see how far we can go. We're just going to play. We don't have any real expectations. We're just going to play and do our best to win, and that's really all I can say. Is there a chance we'll see Cole, Cole Purvis at first singles at some point in the tournament? I don't know about first singles. <laughs> Me if it has, up. we're doing a live stream. If we, we do are, that, we guarantee will. we're doing yeah. a live going stream. up against the best player in the state would not be... But you can be a sacrificial lamb, you know, yeah, like, and, yeah. and, you know, move everyone down. I'm surprised that none of that nefarious stuff happens in tennis. Like, ah, we'll throw... Maybe not our best guy against their best guy, and then we'll yep. have a chance to win the second yeah. matchup. But. I'll probably have to play doubles of some sort, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be cool to watch. That'd be cool. Well, that's going to do it for the uh, the talk about the TA the uh, TA sports. We will try to do as many of those playoff games as we can. I know, as you said, just keep, it, yeah, just keep an eye on the TA Twitter, the TA Athletics Twitter, Facebook. You know, because it's all moving, all moving yeah. parts, and we have some conflicts with other events going on on campus too. So, as like um, baccalaureate graduation. And yeah, next assembly. week we have Tam's graduation, like other live streams that we're doing as yeah. well. So it's um it's going to be a fun a fun ride. I mean, this I can't remember a sports season, a spring sports season in many years that we have like three teams that legit could win a state championship. So. Yeah. Hopefully one of these goes deep, and I'm I'm praying for that baseball team to at least to make it to, switch, to a state championship game. I know. It's just yeah. been in that in that uh, that signing interview, you could see like Bal- Cody Balcor was talking about how like they've just fallen short so many times, like they how bad they really want yeah. it this year. They can do it. They have the they have the horses this year. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna start, uh, and this is basically what our, our whole episode is gonna be about, which is uh, the Celtics and the Warriors uh, NBA Finals first games tonight. Uh, we're looking at the last two series, Warriors what went in five, and then Celtics uh, get forced to Game Seven. They had a nice Game Seven win, um, and Jimmy Butler missed a wide open. I mean, he had a walked up to a three and just tanked that shot. But um, I want to get your guys' early thoughts. I know, I know, you know, we could say, oh, we're gonna win in five games, but I want you to really go in depth, just talk about who you think is gonna win and why you think they'll win over the the other team. So I didn't see Game Six or Seven of the other series because I was in. Paris, as you said, mm-hmm. and it was six hours ahead. And the game started at two forty-five in the morning, so that just wasn't happening. Yep. So it's tough because really, when you look at the series, it's it, you, you, how do you handicap it? Do you handicap it of if both teams play their best, what'll happen? Or do you, I think I don't do that because that never happens. Yeah. So I have to say, what is the most likely scenario? The most likely scenario is the Celtics. I think are as good as the Warriors, but I think the Warriors are going to win the series. And I think the biggest right. reason is, again, you have to look at the last series that the Celtics played. I threw out the Brooklyn series. Again, we were talking before, like, uh, it's like when you look at it on paper before this, before the playoffs, you're like, wow, they went through the Nets, they went through Durant, they went through Giannis, they went through the Heat. It's like, wow, what a great run. But, boy, these two teams, the two teams that they beat the last two rounds, you know, with the with the Bucs, Middleton being out definitely hurt mm-hmm. them. Um, and the Bucs couldn't do anything. And the Heat just can't shoot. They can't shoot. Butler's yeah. a great player. Like Butler, and he definitely wasn't right for the, some of those middle games, which definitely hurt the Heat. But he put, they, he put up what forty six. Yeah, the last two games he put up like eight points. Six. Yeah. But like you just watched some I mean, of those games, and I was I know I looked at the stats, and it was like five for forty from three point land. I mean, it, you had oh, um, yeah. what's Struce guy who went like zero for thirteen in two games in a row. Like, yep. so the thing is with the Celtics is they're so talented. Like they should have won both of those series in probably five or six games. Like if they mm-hmm. played well, and against the Warriors, you can't have. You can't have an off game and just assume that you're just going to win the next one. The Celtics haven't lost back-to-back playoff games in the playoffs. I could easily see them going down 2-0 here against the Warriors. I mean, certainly if the Celtics play well and they have a couple of their role players play well, which happens in some games, Jason Tatum cannot take games off like he has in the, in the two previous series. Yep. Um, you can't – and the problem is the Warriors are just not – they're such a good shooting team that every night they can go out and hit 15 to 23 pointers if they shoot enough. So you I think there's just going to be too many times where the Celtics are just a, still a little too immature in how to manage the game. 
um, take some bad shots, and that's where they're going to get hurt. I think they still win a couple games. Um, but the Warriors, I mean, they're just playing so well right now, and um, I think the Celtics are, are a year away. I hope you would pick the Celtics because you've been picking kind of – you've been skeptical about the Celtics, and they've made this run. So I wanted you to pick the Celtics. <laughs> but in general – it's a very evenly matched series, incredibly evenly matched, probably the most of the last maybe like 10 years. Seriously, it's that evenly matched. And I think the series might start off with blowouts on either side. I think the Warriors might win by 20 plus and then the same with the Celtics. But the main gist of my argument is that Boston hasn't faced an offense like that, kind of like what you were saying. First round, Kevin Durant you play Kevin Durant, Kyrie had a couple good like halves in that series, but then other than that, it was a bunch of un- untrustworthy guys, not a well-coached team, and then the Bucks, they were missing Chris Middleton, so it's basically, you're going to let Giannis get his 35-plus points, and then you're going to hope that their other guys, Drew Holiday and company, can hit shots, and with the Heat, obviously, it's Jimmy, and then they have nobody around him. So, But with the Warriors, you can't lock up Steph because you have Wiggins, who's been playing so well, and you have Klay Thompson, who hasn't lost it, and you have Draymond Green, who's a great facilitator and passer on offense, and you have Jordan Poole, who's been incredible at points in this postseason. Uh, they haven't faced an offense of this caliber, and I think that the Warriors are going to be too much for them. Smart on Curry is going to be an interesting matchup, but I think people are just assuming that Smart is going to lock Curry down. Curry's one of the best off-ball movers in the history of the NBA, so I think they can get him off of screens and get him onto a better matchup. I know the Celtics have depth, like Derek White will probably guard Curry at some points in the series, and that might be tough for him. But Curry's been pass first most of this postseason because the Mavs threw multiple defenders on him, uh, a lot of times, and he's been happy to dish it down. I think my bold prediction is that Curry's going to average double-digit assists this series, but might might not score as much as we anticipate him to. Uh, but it's going to come down to the turnover battle. I think whoever wins the turnover battle is probably going to be NBA champions. Both of these teams have struggled with it, and both of these teams need to get it together. But with all that said, Warriors in six. It'll probably be seven, but... I'm going with six. That, that sounds like something a Warriors fan would say. I all, don't know. The only reason I don't know about Warriors is, wait, wait, what is the format? Is it 2-3-2? Two, two, yeah, know, Warriors get two, Celtics get two, and then you go back to San Francisco. Oh, so it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Yeah, they, yeah. they haven't done... These two do 2-3-2. Two, two, yeah, that was in the early, late So 90s, that's like tough. That. I mean, uh, yeah, I, could, I mean, I think here's the key, my key player for each team. Key player for the Celtics is Robert Williams. I mean, it, yep. he that's the one kind of advantage I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, Draymond Green's great, but I mean, Robert Williams has shown himself to be a changer, uh, a, you know, game changer. He's got to stay healthy. He, I know that's the thing. That's really what it comes down to. There are games where he scores two points and he's off the floor. If he's not playing well, and they have to go small with Grant Williams and Al Horford, I think that they could struggle. Um, for the, so I think if 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 Grant if, if Rob Williams plays well, then the Celtics have a really good chance. So the other side, I think uh, you know, besides the star players playing well, it's it's, it's about um, oh my gosh, I just. Uh, just lost his name. Clay Thompson. Um, Clay Thompson. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, Steph's going to get his, and, and Wiggins is playing well. But I could see. I think. I think Clay Thompson's going to be the X factor in the series. I think he could be a series MVP. I know it's kind of that's my pick. That's right a dark there. horse because I you could guys see him are crazy. Sa- I mean, he's been saving. I, I don't saving it up, but like he, he's just such a great player, and he still does. I mean, we mentioned before he doesn't look a hundred percent back to obviously where he was after such a long layoff. Mm-hmm. But boy, he's going to be the one that. He's going to be the guy on that was on the Heat and the Bucks that couldn't make that shot. Like he was, he's going to be the Struess. I mean, he's better than Struess, obviously, and he's better than 
uh, Drew Holiday and some and uh, Connaughton. But he, that's the kind of guy. It's like that guy who the Celtics are going to have to leave open at some point. And if he's hitting threes, he has a couple games where he hits six or seven threes. Celtics are in big trouble. So yeah. that's the key. And if he doesn't play well, you know the Warriors can still win, but they're going to have a lot bigger struggle. And this is going to sound crazy to say, but I don't think watching Clay Thompson, he hasn't lost much, especially oh, shooting you know, the ball. No, 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 he, he has. He he hasn't lost Dude. much as a shooter, and he can still defend very well. And he over the years has always played best best in pressure situations. Curry sometimes takes a night off in the finals, especially like Game 7 2016. That was not exactly Curry's best performance. But Klay Thompson steps up in these big moments, and I think he could have multiple vintage games. It's not going to be like he averages... 28 points and is consistent throughout the series but he might have a big game you know on the road game game four game six he might have a couple of these vintage games that propels him to be the finals mvp and that's my mm-hmm. pick because he can still shoot the lights out a lot of shaking right. head over here he's gonna be like you yeah. gotta believe Celtics right, at four. Right. so I'll, i will start off my my unbiased talk by saying <laughs> it it will come it will come down to can curry and thompson shoot the ball because interior defense and rebounding and scoring it's not it's not even close i don't think draymond green and andrew wiggins are anywhere close to horford and williams you see now horford's played defense on Giannis. you see now he played on on Adebayo. i i just i i know you're a big draymond fan and i i will i will give it to you he's still a good player but I don't think that they can do anything interior this this series, and I I know that you know if if Curry goes out and scores thirty and Thompson scores thirty, what are we gonna do, right? There's not there's nothing the Celtics gonna do, but um, I don't, dude, I don't. You guys are such haters in the Celtics. I don't haters. The 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 Warriors are really not that good. Like this is hmm. not this is not seven <laughs> this is hmm. not seventy three and nine. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, what are the Celtics gonna do? Okay, okay, but here's it's kind of part of that. Are the, are, the, are the Warriors the best team that they played in the playoffs? Are the Warriors better than Milwaukee as they were constituted and the Heat? Because those teams took the Celtics to seven games when they really shouldn't have. Yes. They had no business going to seven games in both those series because the Celtics decided a few nights just to turn the ball over. Like Jalen Brown's like the biggest Jekyll and Hyde I've seen. Some nights he can't dribble, and other nights he's shooting the lights out. So if they're the best sure. team. Okay, so I, I mean, will agree. No, none of us are saying that the, the Warriors, it's a huge mismatch. It's going to be a, a sweep. Mm. But I mean, they're, they're easily the best team that, that, not only the best team on paper, but playing the best right now than they played. And if the Celtics look, I'm not saying they have it no chance. I mean, I think this is going to be a six or seven game series. I think the Warriors win it in six or seven games. But um, you know, th- there's no reason that they, there's no reason the Celtics, especially the last series, uh, last series should have lost in Game Six. I don't care about Jimmy Butler scoring 40 points. You do not lose Game Six on your home floor. Yeah. If you're really a championship well, it, team, it broke down the last few minutes. That was mm-hmm. it was yeah. close. But, but that happens. But then they have other games where they like Game Seven. They I guess I didn't see any of it, but they led the entire game. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I I won't deny the Warriors are a good team. You're right. I'm not going to say that it's, it's not going to be a close series. I just think that the Celtics are a lot better than people are saying, and I think that I think Warriors take Game One. Because they're at home and like what else going to yeah, do? Yeah, they have they're undefeated at home, so really you only need if you keep doing that, you really only need one game on the road and you're all set. Yeah, I mean, but well, they but don't know home, the home, home court advantage. So home home yeah, court advantage is a lot different than it is in other sports. Like in the, like in the NHL, you can when you're at home, you have the lineup advantage. You can set what lineups you have and and with line changes too. So it's a lot easier. Home court hasn't mattered to the Celtics in the last two series. It hasn't. Well, I yeah. mean, then again, again, the Heat don't have a home court advantage, so it, you know it doesn't. Matter. It got better. It got better. That that series they got a lot of people yeah. going, but do you see the ticket prices for for tonight's game? The cheapest oh. tickets like six hundred dollars, like yeah. in the in, in the nosebleed yeah. seats, and the, and for the Celtics game, the cheapest one's like a thousand. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk a little more Celtics here. Um, 
So I, I was thinking about this today. I know the Celtics were, I don't know, 19 and 20 was their record, like a couple weeks or a few weeks into the season. Turned it around to get second in, in uh, the Eastern Conference and now um, are in the finals. You know, there are some seasons and other sports that have been spectacular. 70, 73 and 9 Warriors. You know, you look at the St. Louis Blues and they won the cup. They had the worst record in the league at midseason and they ended up winning a cup. Do you think that this is a record book season for the Celtics? Or was it just like, a, yeah, we turned it around from, from a 500 team to a good team? No, I wouldn't say it's a record book season. I mean, because the, they had the talent. It wasn't like a worst to first situation. Like, you look at like the, thir- the 2013 Red Sox. Like, that team had no business winning World Series. Yep. Like, the team was not good the year after Jimmy Valentine or uh, Bobby, Bobby Valentine. Um, and just kind of caught lightning in the bottle by getting in. So no, I don't think it's that's. I think that's the thing. When I'm when I'm talking about these Eastern Conference teams, I mean they're going to look back and say, "Wow, you went through Giannis, you went through Jimmy Butler, you went through you went through these other guys." But the Eastern Conference, I mean, I really would have liked to see the Celtics play the 76ers. I think that would have been a really good series. And yep. I think it's, it's too bad if Embiid doesn't get hurt. I think the Sixers beat the Heat in in, in that series. Would have been a really cool Eastern Conference final. Um, but you know, is it no? I think if they win, it's a, it's a championship. It's nothing historic. I mean, this this Celtics team is not a historically great team. They have a lot of role players who have they take turns stepping up. Grant Williams have twenty points in the game, and then Al Horford have a big one, and then the next game they have no points, pretty much. So, yeah, um, yeah is it very? It's very. Uh, it's shocking the way that they turned it around since January when they were the eleventh seed. Um, so all credit to them when they win a championship. It's going to be more one of more of the unbelievable championships in terms of where we were mid season. But if you went before the season, said of the Celtics a championship team, most people have said they're going to be in the mix i mean yeah. not completely out of the out of the question yeah and then the last question i got for you guys um well it's more directed towards you 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 were in paris for the uh the champions league I was. game just tell us a little bit about leaving the stadium i know, I know you told me it was a little a little crazy so many people in that like i don't even know how many people in that stadium uh 90, 000. 90 yeah you know liverpool loses one nothing it wasn't you know i wouldn't say it was a great game i mean no. i think liverpool dominated the first half and then Real Madrid got the second half and, and that's when they scored but tell us a little bit about leaving that stadium well all the stories are about the tear gas that was put on liverpool fans before the game the game was delayed by 30 minutes and in the stadium they were telling us it's because fans came late and we didn't know any better but obviously yeah. that was a lie um, so there's tear gas because of fake tickets or whatever. My experience, I got there super early, like three hours before I got in fine. After the game, uh, they bottlenecked you into like one exit. The French police, there was no sign. Because 90% of the people went to that game were not from Paris. Like they yep. were from England or from the U.S. They were from Spain if they were cheering for Real Madrid. Um, no signage anywhere on where the nearest metro station was. No police telling you which way. You just kind of walked aimlessly out of the stadium because some of the metro, cl- the subways were closed around mm-hmm. that area for security reasons. We got on a train. We were hoarded on a train with, like, hundreds of people. Instead of going, like, the six stops to, to the central of Paris, because the stadium's on the outskirts, yep. it stopped early. One announcement in French, which none of us understood, and then all of a sudden it's like you have to get off the train. Everyone was going one way, and I witnessed a mugging, like, right in front of me. This guy, this group of French kind of young thugs, which is, you know, yeah. kind of a gangs that they have there, ran up the stairs, a side stairwell, beat the crap out of some guy, ripped his uh, – his wallet off and sprinted back down, and I was like, I had to go buy that to to get out of the, out of the out of the subway station. I'm spending like a hundred dollars on an Uber to get out of there. Um, it was just like it was not it was just not well organized. I've been to a lot of big events in my life. I've been to tons of you know Patriots games. I've been to yeah. in other stadiums. Never into a final like that. Um, just and, and look, you're seeing an inquest now, the, and the French government is blaming the Liverpool fans, the police department, the, the UEFA, the the parent companies ba- blaming the Liverpool fans. Liverpool's fighting back and saying our people were there two and a half hours before, and you were tear gassing them because you were completely unorganized. Yeah. And there's a lot of the locals that were trying to sneak into the game. So mm-hmm. a disappointing way, um, disappointing game. I had a really good time in Paris. It was, yeah. It was a cool city. I don't think I'll go back anytime soon. Um, tough loss for Liverpool, but hey, they won two trophies and out of 64 games, they only lost four games all year. 
tough to argue with that. Yeah. So, all right, we'll finish up this episode with uh, pick the winners. This is week seven. Last week, uh, Josh stepped in for you, and uh, he he didn't do too good. He went one and three. Good. Cole, oh, Cole went zero and four, and I went two and two. It's not. Course. It's not a good week because we, I think we all picked Liverpool because we didn't want to. Uh, leave yeah, the, the, the podcast yeah. and then we all picked the Celtics to win in game 6 so that was a loss for all of us I would have picked that too don't worry yeah. alright we'll finish up with 5 games we'll start it off game 1 tonight Warriors and Celtics Warriors Warriors. I'm going Warriors too. As much as I, I want to win this, this pick. I the hope winners. the refs. By the way, one last thing. I hope the refs are not a factor this series because the Celtics whine. No, I a hope. Lot, it, it, and Draymond yeah. kind of whines too. Yeah. So I, I hope it's that. some ref that nobody's ever heard of. So you can't say. Scott oh, Foster. Scott Foster. Yeah. 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 All right, game two. The Edmonton Oilers at the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know if you saw game one. Four, this is insane. Fourteen goals. Yeah. These hockey series are insane. This was it eight to six? It was eight to six. And then the Rangers game was like six to two last night, or right? Or, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Oilers fight back here and, and win game two. All right, Colorado. Yeah, I'm going Colorado as well. What are you gonna do with McKinnon versus the Rangers? It's gonna be a tough one in the Taranko household. I know, right? Happens. All right, game two, Lightning at the Rangers, which is uh, I think that's tomorrow. Lightning, hundred percent. Yeah, Lightning. Really, I'm going Rangers. Ooh, you think they're a team of destiny? Because the Rangers are at home. Yeah, and that's how much Lightning. Though, that's it though. I mean, Lightning are a championship team. They win that game. Yep. All right, and then we have Celtics at Warriors game two. This is on sad uh, Sunday. It's on Sunday. Give me Golden State. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm going Celtics. 2-0 lead, baby. Celtics, nope. And then this one just for fun, for random game. I picked this for tomorrow. Mets at the Dodgers, and we'll go. We'll go. You can put triple points on it if you want. Triple points on the Dodgers. Oh, really? I need to go. I need to go big or go home at this point. Uh, Dodgers, no triple points, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can't even name the starters for either of those teams. I'm gonna take the Mets with uh, with two points, two extra points. See if I can. Uh, I can get that one. All right, that's going to do it for episode 26. We will see you all next week. I think this is going to might be our last our week. season finale next week. Yep, Ooh. episode 27, but we'll definitely bring this back next year as well. So thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week.